man. And we are back. Another episode of Play by Play. You are listening to Lil V the Great and MJ Fadeaway tuned in to two of the realists. You know what I'm saying? That's just something they don't get to hear too often, man. The real. It's a lot of fabrication going on. Factuals. It's a lot of fabrication. Can't have that here. We don't support that. (laughs) I don't stand on that. But, you know, we got a lot of different topics um, lined up for today. Interesting topic. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. First, we got Kyrie Irving, man. NBA basketball. You know what I'm saying? It's getting close to that time. The NBA has returned. Can you give me that date for me, MJ? Uh, July 30th. Now they moved it up a day. So now it's July 30th is the starting date. Yep. So, you know, of course, there's a lot of um, tension going on in the country, in the world. Um, COVID-19 pandemic. And um, now we have um, racial tensions, Black Lives Matter and things of of that nature, which is, you know, it's valid. Um, People's voices do need to be heard. We talked about on the last episode. And um, with that, there's been a lot of um, backlash. Well, there has been a start of a lot of backlash um, regarding the return of the NBA, um, most notably um, Kyrie Irving. We all know that Kyrie is a superstar, um, NBA champion. You know, he's a phenomenal athlete. Um, He had these things to say about um, the return of the NBA. I don't support going into Orlando. I'm not with the systematic racism and the bullshit. Something smells a little fishy. Whether we want to admit it or not, we are targeted as black men every day we wake up. Just want to hear your thoughts on that, MJ, fade away. Okay, so my first thoughts when I heard the comment was that he does have a point. There's a lot of systematic racism going on. But for the people out there that are telling him, like, for instance, Kendrick Perkins has really, like, spoken out and said he disagreed with him. And mm-hmm. I think we're wrong to just tell him to shut up and dribble because that's what white people want us to do. That's what... People on TV, that's what everybody else wants us to do. But I do disagree with Kyrie Irving's point. I think the best way for them to get their points out is to have a huge platform like NBA games and ESPN and ABC, where all these games are nationally broadcast world to get their message out. I do think that's one of it's not it might not be the best avenue, but it's a huge avenue that they can't just turn down if you ask me. But I do understand and somewhat agree with what Kyrie Irving is saying. Right. I I do, like you said, see what he's saying. I also do agree that the best way to get the point across is to actually play, you know, go out there and take a stand on the court the best way you know how, the best way you've been doing. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether it's been Donald Sterling in L.A. or anything, you know, anything that you you, you can get on the court and whatever you want to say, you can literally do it by action on that court, whether it's, it's what you wear um, you know, there's it's been tons of athletes um so far that's been supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, not only by what they say um with their words, but you know how they show it in their actions. So um I don't agree with Kendrick Perkins and any of the naysayers that say shut up and dribble or shut up and back play basketball, play ball, because like you said, that is what our counterparts want us to do is to stay quiet and just go out there and play, Negro. Like no, nah. yeah, essentially, yeah, essentially, yes. That's <laughs> like, what they want us to do. It, it's you know, so many comedians um make that joke, you know, to say, oh, get out there. You know, uh, Dave Chappelle said that when he um took a step away from comedy, um he got offered a movie deal to wear a dress, and he said he wasn't gonna wear a dress because that's what that's what they wanted to do to get out there and do that. 
and, and things of that nature. It's the same thing with this, you know. Um, you can't just tell someone to say that, but at the same time, with this being your platform, this is what you do. So, and you can reach so many people on so many different levels. So why not take that and play? Exactly. And then from a financial standpoint, you can use the revenue or I guess your paychecks that you've earned from this season and contribute it to funds that matter to you, like the Black Lives Matter movement or donating money to George Floyd's family or Breonna Taylor's family or numerous other families. I just, I think it's too good of an avenue to pass up. I, like I said, I completely agree with Kyrie Irving is saying there are legitimate problems that need to be discussed and talk about that are far bigger than basketball. Mm-hmm. But for anyone, especially us people of our own color to tell him to shut up and dribble is just it's it's wrong if you ask me it's quite but it's quite asinine it's, and i'll say it plainly because yeah. because at him him being um a black man in this country in this world for him to say that was it's kind of alarming and i believe i personally believe that anyone that says anything along the same lines and is a black man in this world in america should kind of go through a little bit of reflection and kind of think about what you say you know, so much power in the tongue. And, you know, you really have to be mindful of the things you do and things you say. Is And that's exactly why I believe he should play and players should play to get that point across. Exactly. And then with the way the story was initially reported, if you could tell the only journalist that gave him a fair shake when it was reported, if you ask me at least, was Chris Broussard. Mm-hmm. Woj, Shams, most other major sports outlets painted Kyrie as they painted him in a bad light because they're like, oh, he's the one man that's trying to prevent basketball being played. Boo him. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the way it was. That's not the way it should have been presented. It should have been presented as someone, but that's a problem just with the world in general. Right. That people have different perspectives and then they just want to go to immediate arguments. They should have just presented his opinion as what it is, an opinion. Not as a fact, not as he's trying to take a stand on banning the NBA that he doesn't want to play. No, it's not that. He just – that he realizes there are bigger issues going on in the world than basketball, and that's the truth. That's the truth. That is the truth. And, you know, you, you kind of said um, how um, a lot of um, different reporters, columnists, beat writers were kind of trying to paint Kyrie in that bad light. And that's kind of been the stigma around Kyrie as a basketball player, you know, the selfish – kind of like, you know, single-minded basketball player. That's been the light that's been um, cast around him since him leaving Cleveland and, mm-hmm. and then him, him leaving Boston. So that, that's been kind of the – so I think it's very easy to jump on him in that way. But to, to finish out this segment, I want to touch on something that Charles Barkley said um, in an ESPN interview. He said he thinks it would be stupid not to play for two reasons. Number one, if they don't play, they'll be out of sight, out of mind for the rest of the year. No cameras. Mm-hmm. Right? And really, to be honest, there is no number two. I think that that pretty much ends it off. I think that that right there um, pretty much encompasses umbrella everything we just said about the situation. And, yeah, I, I think it's very important that um, I think Dwight Howard said something, too. Dwight Howard, Kyrie Irving. Um, I think George Hill. Um, I think it's important that they – they they do step on the court and they express how they feel through what they do. I completely agree. Couldn't couldn't put it any better. So that takes us into our next our next segment. Um, the Ball Brothers, man, Lonzo, Lamelo, Leangelo, all of them, triple man. Bs, triple Bs, big baller brand. Don't even rep the triple B no more, man. 
What was it? Nowhere <laughs> near on that flyer when they uh Rock Nation released that they signed them. No triple B's inside. All Nike checks. What straight checks, man? Straight checks. No triple B. Ain't no stripes. None of that. <laughs> None of that, son. None of that, son. Checks. Green beans. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to see the family prospering though, like this, and signing with Rock Nation Sports, which is a huge sports agency. Well, we all know Rock Nation for music, of course, but they're. Rock Nation Sports has a long track record of being excellent in the field, pure class, pure excellence. And with all three of them signed, especially, it's, I think it's biggest for LaMelo, seeing as he's probably going to be a top three pick in the draft, if you guys don't know, this upcoming year. Right. He's looking at $100 million contracts coming left and right. Right. So I think it was a really a power move. I think it was a power move getting all three of them signed, especially Jello. That'll help him out in the future, too, of course. Maybe overseas, maybe better G League two-way contracts. Because right now he's in the G League with uh, Oklahoma City's affiliate, uh, the Oklahoma City Blue, I believe. Right. So he's just trying to work his way up. But I think it's a, it's a boss move. It's a power move. Another power move by um, LeVar Ball. I have to say it. LeVar Ball hasn't missed. He did kind of miss when he jumped out there. I ain't going to lie. At least in my what, opinion, okay, what are you talking about? Well, well upon um, Lonzo being drafted, I mean, I think that he bossed up in, like, pretty much speaking him being drafted by L.A. into existence. But he, in his own way, I mean, Lonzo does have his own issues on the court, whether that be, you know, he's not a strong shooter. Yet, I do believe he's improving. But up. Uh, Besides that point, he kind of soiled it himself. He sabotaged it. It, it, it. He made it so difficult for Alonzo to be great as he was in college or even coming out of high school just because of how he was talking. You know, he, he really kind of as much greatness and, you know, possibility that he spoke on his son. He really kind of talked him into a hole. That's true. He did set high expectations, but he, that's his son. He feels so confident in him, and he's watched him. You got to realize that maybe the first time ever in his life, Lonzo might have not reached the heights that his father set for him in the NBA government. In high school, they went 35-0, and was the best team, arguably, in California State history at 35-0, and undefeated state championship. They beat, I think it's 12 tw- top 25 nationally ranked teams that year. I mean, they've the father's always set high expectations, and they've never failed to reach him. So why would he stop then? But I completely get what you're saying. He put a target on his child's back. You can't say anything exactly. other than that. Exactly. And and when you potentially have um, a dynasty, that's the word I want to use, a dynasty in your three sons. Three, as you said, of uh, probably some of the best basketball players we've seen come out of high school in a while. And as soon as he started letting it rip out the mouth, you can't lie. All three of them saw a decrease in their play level or something traumatic happened in their personal lives. Maybe not so much um, LaMelo, but definitely Leandro. That boy got caught up. Bam! Chain game. Chain game. You go to China and they used to heal from the Louis store. Chain game. LVs. Yeah. Lock them down. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Lonzo, Lonzo, he, I mean, terrible situation, but falls out with his, um, one of his former best friends about that money on. No, that was the, um, that was the dad's friend. That was a family friend. Even worse. That's true, but that's just unfortunate time. Unfo- that whole situation. Unfortunate, more... unfortunate, but I believe that the things you say, I'm just a person that's humble. That's just me. 
Mm-hmm, I, I, I feel as if if he were, you know, it's not, I'm not telling him not to boast about his son or not boast, but, you know, be confident in your sons, sons, three of them. Mm-hmm. You can be confident and you can be confident that they are the best or going to be the best. But the, come on now, reality TV, that's a, another thing that kind of brought it down. You let too many people in. That's true. But I mean, at the same time, he's just. Not profiting off his children. Well, he is somewhat no, profiting off yeah, children. I have no, to say no, that he is profiting he off his children. I can't. He wants that money. You didn't see that crib? Oh, that crib nice. That crib in Lonzo's name, though. That crib in Lonzo's <laughs> name. Crib beautiful. That crib on that deed, on them, them yeah. payments, say Lonzo. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> That's real. That's real. But, I mean, on, on the topic of the um, signing the Rock Nation, I mean, there's so many athletes that are currently signed to Rock Nation. Um. Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, now the Ball Brothers, KD. You know, it's it, it, it's a lot of people who are signed to Rock Nation that can help. Um, it, with them being signed, can help elevate their brands just because of um, where they stand as a cultural force. So I, I, I love the move. I love the move. But as you've seen, um, LeVar has taken a step back in the talking. And look what's happening now. I mean, rightfully so. I'm not, but I wasn't mad at him for speaking up when he did. But it's smarter now for him to step back and let, not saying that he wasn't qualified, but letting people with proven track records handle these sort of situations and things. Right. Right. Well, moving into our new segment, next topic. Um, We got J. Cole, man. We got J. Cole. New the song. real is back. The real is back. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I won't lie. I've been a little bit removed from social media, so I missed out a little bit. So I'm going to let um, MJ take this one. Okay, so last night, J. Cole released a new track called Snow on the Bluff. Mm-hmm. And the song is essentially about how he feels as if that he's trying to do stuff for the movement. Black Lives Matter, social injustice, that he feels like he's doing a lot, but he's been called out by other rappers and people on social media and just other pundits that they feel as if he's not doing enough. So essentially in the song, he's asking, what more can I do? And then also there's a few lines in the song that people had issues with. In the song, he mentions a girl and how he doesn't enjoy her tone about how he's speaking, about how she's speaking, I apologize, how she's speaking about how he isn't doing enough, or rappers in general aren't doing enough Right. For the movement. And people have theorized that he doesn't say any names implicitly. He doesn't go out there. He made a thread of, of tweets on Twitter and added no names. She's an artist from Chicago. She made a song recently about how top tier rappers haven't been doing enough for the movement. And basically Cole in the song said he didn't enjoy her tone, but he's open to hearing new perspectives. He wants to know more. He wants to know what else he can do. And he just got a little backlash from it. I disagreed. But it's a good track. It's it's needed in the moment. It has a lot of good meaning. I enjoy it. Right. I, I gave the song a listen. Um, I definitely enjoyed the song. I kind of like, kind of in a, in a way, kind of how we were talking about Kyrie and kind of people already have the stigma around him. They kind of go out of him. I think the same thing with J. Cole. I think for some reason, people just like to pick on J. Cole. I don't know why. They, 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 they take any um, opportunity they have and in specific situations or really any situation that kind of go at him. Um, mm-hmm. And in this case, we don't really see, we, we're seeing people go at him, not only as an artist, but as a person and um, his integrity, integrity and what he stands for. 
And I, I think that's wrong because I've seen pictures of him on protesting, passing out food, whatever, you know. So I, I don't even really know who No Name is. No Name. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> who are you? I don't nah, even know who that no, is. I can't lie. She makes good music. I'm not a huge fan, but she makes good music. But I think more of the point of the song was because J. Cole also addresses how he has this like this, I like people idolize him for some reason. Like he never asked for that. He mentioned that in a song. People think, people think that he's super intelligent and he should be this idol because he went to college and he raps about things right. that are going on at the moment. Right. And that's all he mentions. That's not me. I'm just another guy that wants to help out people, which he does. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more addressing the fact of how that we idolize rappers and we look for not profits, but like we look for people to help in situations where they we don't know if they know any more than us in a way. Like, you get what I'm saying? Right. Like, we look at athletes and rappers as these special figures. We really look at it, we all put on our pants the same way. We're essentially all just people. They don't know any more than us. Right. They're just in a different position that, than we are um, as far as status. Exactly. Right. And I agree. So, with that, I mean, I had another point. I lost it in my mind. But So, with what you just said, which I agree with, why do you think that people come at Jordan – so heavily for the same reason. Like, people come at Jordan. Remember, well, we just uh, we didn't get a chance to talk yep. about the doc, but, you know, Jordan had opportunities to kind of align himself with certain people who align themselves with certain views, and he didn't do that. And he's been feeling the blunt of that for decades. Literally. So. Um, and the, uh, oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, go, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say about the Jordan thing in the last dance, he mentioned that Republicans wear shoes too. Right. But I think that people were more outraged by Jordan not interacting because I think that people feel like if they were in those situations, they would do more when genuinely you don't know what you do because you're not in that situation. Like as much as we all would have wished and loved that Jordan had spoke up for more things. Like I just said previously before Vince started talking, he's a person just like us. He's like, we don't know what he knows about the situation. If he's even not even not qualified because anybody can speak on any situation that they see arising. But if they have enough background knowledge and wherewithal to speak on it properly is what I'm trying to say. Right. And I think J. Cole kind of puts in, I mean, he didn't ask for um, to be recognized as a role model, but I mean, it's just the way he carries himself in an era in a generation where a lot of people who, who do what he does, they don't do it the same. You know, we have a lot of, rappers who are kind of out here flossing, flexing, you know, doing the regular when he is, in fact, trying to help people. So they expect the utmost from him, you know? Literally, literally, like in the first line of the song, it's literally niggas be thinking I'm deep and in, deep, intelligent, fooled by my college degree. Like he's saying, hey, I'm just a regular person. Y'all think because I have a college degree that I'm somehow better than y'all. We really not. We all the same person. Essentially, I'm just trying to do my part in the system to help everybody out. Right. And I, you know, I do, um, I love J. Cole's music. As I touched on earlier, people jab at him for his music. They they jab at him because it, it's it's almost like you can't win because the type of person that he is, the type of music that he makes, you know, is very uplifting for the most part. And he makes great music in that way. So people say that his music isn't hard enough. He's not, he's light-skinned. He hasn't, he's not, he's not coming tough. And then it's like when um, the things that are happening in the world is turned on his head, and he's still being him. Now they're saying, oh, well, you're supposed to be this huge intellectual. Where are you right now? When really he's just doing all he can do. Never understood the J. Cole slander. <laughs> and they're, yes. 
Yeah, there's a lot of J. Cole slander. And, and I mean, because I mean, in the rap game, it's almost inevitable to not make comparisons, you know, and to have like that dream scenario where um, two artists are, you know, beefing and going at it kind of like, you know, they want it to be like it's the 90s or the early 2000s again, the 2000s where rap was just this huge um, competitive thing. I mean, rap still is competitive, but they just want to see i think things of old and when the times have changed times are changing they've changed and i think people need to get with the program in a sense you know things aren't going to be like how they were like niggas is just not just outside just battle rapping on the streets for, <laughs> like you're not fun. like it's and you know what i'm saying like people aren't just doing that anymore like times are times have evolved and where we are now as a country i do believe that he's doing even more than what other people are doing Exactly. He's putting in more work than others and kind of piggybacking off what you just said. It is a different, just a totally different era in rap. People have this fondness looking through it with, uh, what's, what's the term? I think rose tinted glasses or mm-hmm, something tinted mm-hmm, glasses mm-hmm. that they just reminiscing off of what rap used to be. And they miss, oh, I cannot, I'm pissed. I can't think of this word, but they're just reminiscing on and they miss what rap used to be. And they, they long for those days and it's just completely different now. Right. And you got people on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, you know, someone who, a rapper who, my favorite rapper, Lil Wayne, who has gone on the record to say that he doesn't know about anything going on, really. I mean, anything. Like, there's been issues before where he'll get on 60 Minutes and say, yeah, I don't even know what that's about. And that's not justification for that, but I, I appreciate him at least being honest and saying that than going up there and lying or acting like he knows something and misspeaking. It's... If you ask me, I'd rather him say that than sit up there and lie or make up stuff. Right. And no, I agree with that. But it's just a point to make that you have someone. I mean, he's being real in what he's saying, but you have someone who's honestly telling you that I don't really know what's going on. I'm in my own world. Like, like I get it. Like, I see what's going on, but I'm really just doing me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got someone like J. Cole on the opposite side of the spectrum who's out here, you know, trying to make a change in the best way that he can. So it's like, you know, how, where, where is the line going to be drawn? Like, when is it going to be seen that people are just people? That's what the whole thing's going on today. People are just people. Everyone, we all do things the same way in a sense. We all are just people. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I think that's to put it. You put it best. <laughs> you know, they, they say Lil V sometimes get out there and just say it just like that there. I just sometimes. Just jump out there and, and say it like that? You know, sometimes I didn't know just to, you know, get loose with it. That's what I've been known <laughs> to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, a quick segue, speaking on getting loose, a dude from Yo Crib, Yo Neighborhood. Oh. On the cover of Madden. <laughs> Papa no LJ. Big trust. It was revealed officially. We already kind of knew. We had speculated it. But now it's official. Lamar Jackson will be on the cover of Man 21. How does it feel? Man, it, it's really, like, all jokes aside, like, you know, I, I like I told, said before, like, I don't, I didn't know him personally. But, you know, like, we played in the same little league. You know, I've seen him play, like, when, he's older than me, of course. But I've seen him play in little league. And then I remember when he was in high school and he was setting, like, the county on fire and, then he went to the league and won the Heisman, like someone who a lot of people know down here won the Heisman, and then go to the league and win MVP. And now to see him on the cover of Madden, a game that I've been playing since 
you know, I can't even remember. Like, I've been playing the game for years to see him on the cover. You know, it's it's like a huge, um, like huge stride being made for you know our community and our people. I, I think some people might be like opposed to that statement, but really, you know, it's another black man doing great things. That's how. Yep. That's that's really how I look at it. Like, um, in totality, like that's how I look at it. It's another black man doing great things and. You know, I love to see it. Love to see it. Pumping on LJ, big trust. And I know you seen the video of my dog sliding. I know you see him putting the urkers on. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Getting loose. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. You know that's my team, man. That's true. That is your team. And I think that's funny. I think it gives me and you two funny perspectives on Lamar Jackson because you're from the same part of Florida and I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, where he played three years of college football at. Right. So just watching, you already saw the myth of Lamar Jackson from when he was in Little League, middle school, high school, then watching it build up here in college. I remember when he first got here, like, I saw the video, especially the video from Boynton Beach, where he had ran to the one-yard line, stopped on the dime, let dude walk by him, and walked in the end zone. When I saw that, I knew dude was the truth. You know what I'm saying? Stop and go. Uh-uh. Yeah, what? let me get so when, that. Let me so get when six. He first, when he first got to campus, Louisville football has always, like, historically over the past couple of years, it's been a lot better. A few, F, a few uh, FBS bowls or whatever. When he got to campus and when he really started building that legend of Lamar Jackson, he's – I don't know how – if you realize how big he is here in the city, like, that Jeez. man can go anywhere he wants here. Food paid for. He won't have to buy a thing. Won't have to buy a hotel room. He won a Heisman. He brought the first Heisman to the city of Louisville, Kentucky. It's it's ridiculous what he did. That um, Florida State game, oh, wow. Yeah. That was – no, that boy tough. And, and the thing is that he's been tough and he's continuing to, you know, um step step like above the odds. Like people said that when people didn't really people weren't even really expecting him to be a first round pick. That's ridiculous. Which was though. I never crazy, understood that. That was ridiculous. Crazy. You went to Heisman at quarterback, but now you don't deserve to be a first round pick. It's crazy. Oh and that also speaks on the times where we are as a country. And you know, I said it on the last um podcast. The NFL is run like a plantation. Without a doubt. <laughs> I said that before and I stand on it. And just because of the way he plays quarterback is different. And granted, the the position of quarterback has come a long way. But just because he does it a little bit differently and the way he goes about things is just different. You know, he, he almost was pushed out of the first round. Like that is crazy that is so wild to me and then upon getting in the league they said that he wasn't gonna they wanted to play receiver they didn't even have faith in him even playing the position crazy my dog didn't even run the 40 y'all know what the speed do y'all don't gotta know what the time is i get out there. <laughs> you don't need the time look at the film you know what i'm saying look you don't the need tape. the time i get loose that's what y'all know what time it is y'all i don't have to run the 40 what is a 40 <laughs> it's like you know what i'm saying and i i, I think it's beautiful that now he's made so many um strides and he's progressed so much in being in the league uh, john harbaugh said last off season that they were going to work on the short intermediate throw and i think he has more or less conquered that i think that he can get the short intermediate throw at any time especially with um the offense that um baltimore runs run heavy you have to respect it you at some point y'all gotta come up and we we gonna pinpoint that short into intermediate throw, and I think now um, the goal is to work on that deep ball. You know, I still believe that we do need a little bit more um, help 
on the outside at X and that Z receiver. I mean, prime, um, Hollywood is, is amazing, but I do think we need a bigger receiver who's going to go and get it, and I think that will complete it. But that's um, beside the point. I, my, I'm, the point I'm trying to make is, is that everything that he has set out to do, he's done it. So who's, so why not believe that he's just going to keep on getting better and better? Without a doubt. And honestly, just speaking about Lamar Jackson, I know that people try to compare him to the comparison of, of Mike Vick of Randall Cunningham, of these strong quarterbacks that have huge arms that can just flick of the wrist, throw the ball 50 yards down the field, but have lightning quick speed. But he's just in a league of his own. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just Lamar Jackson. Those comparisons are bad. I'm not throwing shade on Michael Vick, who, in my respects, is a legend. I see him as a legend. I don't right. really care how everybody else views him. Right. Randall Cunningham, legend. Right. Read some great Eagles teams. Really should have went to the Super Bowl with Randy Moss, but that's a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. But – He's just in a league of his own, and it's beautiful to see him getting his flowers with the Madden cover. I just pray the game is actually good this year. Yeah, that's all we can pray for. I mean, honestly, after about maybe two or three months of playing Madden consistently, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Like, I can't. I get too frustrated. Like, I mean, I ain't breaking controls anymore, but I might just ah, make it seem like I'm just going (laughs) to let it fly, and I'd be like, nah, let me chill, bro. Because the game just – it. It starts off so like good. The hype around it is amazing. So much promise, right? So much promise, but it just always falls through. I don't know why that is, but mm, I haven't bought a Madden. Last Madden I actually physically bought was Madden sixteen, I think, with Odell on the cover. So I'm just oh yeah, that bro, I'm, that Madden gonna get jugged. That Madden oh, without get a jugged. doubt with the P five. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Hold up, this wasn't. <laughs> That wasn't even on the A. Hey, G Code, what you think about that P5, though? Hey, I'm not going to lie. It's over for you, Xbox <laughs> dudes. I'm not going to lie. You might as well go ahead and go home, wrap it up. Because no. when Sony dropped that P5 with that Spider Man Miles Morales, hey. Hey. No, I'm not going to lie. I hate the design of the console, though. I'm not buying really? a white console. No, okay. No, no. I'm, okay. I'm not crazy about it. Okay. I. I hate the color. I was initially, I was like, okay, the design is ah uh, not really my favorite. But then I look at it though, I don't really like a work of art though. It looked like it looked like yeah. a hot lava lamp. Look like a look like a Wi-Fi router. It do it no not, lie. but it's cool though. I think I'm more so. It is cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'm more so trying to get that that digital. I ain't really with the disc. I'm I'm done with the disc. You done with the disc? I've really been done with the disc, but my system won't even let a disc go in the system right now. I'm kind of... Oh, wow. Yeah, bro. They kind of soured that for me. No more disc, bro. Straight digital. Yeah. I think I'm going to grab the digital because I think the digital will be cheaper. I'd be shocked if it wasn't a price difference because that's what raises up the cost of those those disc drives or whatever. But a part of me wants to hold off on the digital because it depends on how much storage space they're going to give us with the digital. Like right now, I have, I've had this PS4 since release date. Right. 2013, 14, whenever. I can't remember at the moment. Right. It only has 500 gigs. So every time I want to download something, I either got to delete something or I have to go buy a new hard drive. Oh, no. It's, so as it's, long as they're giving us two gig, two terabytes? Two terabytes. I'll be all right. Two terabytes will get the job done because right now it's must deletion. For any any game, it's, must, it's a must delete every time. Bro. Dog, I'm not going to lie. I have to go on this quick two-second rant. If the people at whoever is making Warzone are listening, quit making your game updates 80 <laughs> gigs every two weeks. 
Every two weeks, y'all try to hit my console with another 100 gigabyte update. We don't got that space. No cap. Tell him. What? Almost, Talk to him. Almost had to delete 2K20, bro. I'm not going to lie. I deleted y'all games. I've been playing nothing no. but Battlefront 2. <laughs> nothing but Star Wars Battlefront 2. No lie. Talk to him. They, they overdid it. They overdid it. Bro, overstepped their boundaries. <laughs> Without a doubt. That's real. Ridiculous. That's real. Man, no cap for that PS5. I, I, I told my lady, I said, it's really whatever for the PS5 right now. Like, what does it take? <laughs> what does it take? What we doing? <laughs> give me the give me the murder game. It's, it's like, what's up? What, what Thanos say at all costs? At all costs. At all costs. You know what I'm saying? And and just to just to close out um the podcast, I want to throw this in. Um, Doug Williams, first black quarterback to win Super Bowl movie in the works. That's history. Wow, did not know that. That's wow. history. That's that 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 must be done. And he went to HBCU. That's history. That is that, that that needs That's to be beautiful done. to see. I need that as long as they don't make Chadwick Boseman Doug Williams. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we we do cheery. <laughs> hey, but Chadwick Boseman has played every significant black person in history on film. Man, they gotta chill with that, bro. Like, so <laughs> good Marshall, Jackie Robinson, bro. Like, uh, T'Challa. Yeah, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm cool. They put that boy in the Five Bloods. I'm watching the Five Bloods last night. They got bro. Is he good, bro? I gotta watch that. I, I haven't finished that. it. I paused it. I paused it. I was watching it with my lady, but I paused it. It's it's good now. It's just I just want to see something different bro he's it's almost like it's almost like chad with bozeman is the new michael b jordan Oof, i don't know how i feel about that how you feel about that because i from an acting perspective i mean he's I, a better actor but he, but it, it, it's the it's like the presence like you know how they're trying to shove michael b jordan down our throats i think for the better part of like uh, almost a decade in my opinion like five to ten years Upon like him growing up, and they're trying to make Chadwick Boseman that same thing, and he's played in other roles. Like he has other great movies, other great movies. But um, you know, I think it's just it's enough is enough, bro. Like there's there's other black actors, bro. Come on. Oh, of course, there needs to be more of a platform for new black actors and young black actors to make their face and be known and seen, and they keep reusing the same five, six, and seven. But I mean, I don't really have any issue with Chadwick Boseman. I do enjoy most of his movies. No, I enjoy. He got sick of Black Panther. Yeah, no, you, you see, you see what I'm saying? Like it just it, it gets old. Now I'm not saying he's a great actor. I love his acting. Great actor. I just want to see somebody different. That's all I'm saying. Oh, of course. But um, big up to Doug Williams. You know, that's our podcast for today. Um, check- uh, oh, sir, uh, I believe we have one more topic, real quick. Oh, we got time for it. We do, we do, we do, we do. That's on me. MLB. Be a little bonus topic. A little bonus topic. Nobody cares about baseball, though, so I cannot <laughs> be mad at you for forgetting it. I really can be. No one cares about baseball. So, essentially, y'all, although no one cares about baseball, we have to report on it because it's sports. Right. That's right. And at the moment, there's a stalemate between the MLBPA, the Players Association, and MLB. They cannot come to terms of agreements on having a season at the moment. The MLBPA wants 100% of their salaries, and they were looking for about 80 games. Right. The MLB countered with, like, 40 games <laughs> and have their salary. Right. So they've been going back and forth a while, and then on the 15th, so two days ago, the Players Association said, hey, you have till the end of the business day to send us a report of where y'all want us to be, our full salary, and how many games need to be played. Mm-hmm. And the MLB sent nothing back. And now the report's coming out as of yesterday at 4.30, according to Yahoo Sports, that at least six owners don't even want a season. Wow. 
And if they don't have a season, baseball is already dead. It has the oldest viewing audience. It has the lowest ratings. It has the lowest fan attendance of any of the four major sports in America, in North America. Right. But if there's no baseball season this year, baseball will really be dead. Because genuinely, I don't know that many people, at least our age, and we're probably not the demographic for baseball, but we're sports fans still. Mm-hmm. But baseball is dying in front of our eyes, and it's kind of insane to watch. It is insane to watch because it was once regarded as, you know, like America's sport. America's yeah, like it, it, that's what it was once regarded as. And it really is fizzling out. I mean, it's kind of sick, but I mean, I don't want to say that I just don't care about baseball. But I mean, like, who's really getting out here trying to swing a bat right now? But that's just not what I've uh, been no, on. I'm not mad at you. You can say that. And, like, that's just, that, that. <laughs> that's just not what I've been on, bro. Like, I've never, like, I, and it's not all about me. I'm just saying, like, I didn't grow up watching baseball, so I'm very biased towards it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, as you said, we are sports fans. So, I would hate to see a sport that's been around as long as baseball fizzle out because of this. But it does seem like it's been a gradual kind of, like, decline, as you said. Oh, no, without a doubt. And, like I said earlier, baseball attendance has already been dwindling. Fan viewership is dwindling. They have the oldest fan base for any major sport and it's just the fact that if they don't have a season this year just to stay relevant it's not that anyone thought that oh this season's going to be excellent we're going to have the highest ratings ever we have new plans there was nothing new coming this year we're probably going to see the same old boring baseball right same old viewership right but it's just the fact that they need to stay relevant and need to have cash flow and without that they're just going to swept under the rug and they'll they'll probably go behind hockey i mean i don't really like hockey but i I kind of like baseball. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I played baseball as a kid. I played freshman year of high school. Then I, I stopped. It was nothing but basketball for that. But right. I don't know. I hope it comes back. Part of me hopes. Bro, I, ain't, I ain't get past T-ball, fam. That's that's as far as swinging that bat gets for Lil V. Lil V don't swing bats, bro. I get physical. Ah, crunch time. No, I'm, I'm a legend in Louisville Little League baseball. <laughs> My number retired. Stop it. But I, I won seven straight championships. No lie. What was your position, bro? What you played? I played left field till I well I played left field because I'm not gonna lie I had no hand eye coordination but I could hit a ball <laughs> so insane I, I'm not gonna lie, I'd be lying if I said I had hand eye coordination but damn it when it came to hitting the baseball I can hit a baseball oh so you you would get cram jam with it ah smack them oh. oh yeah big uh, semi social vibe okay word hey well we harped on it <laughs> we talked about it we talked about it so I, I think we... I'm, I'm glad you stopped. That's that's enough for that that old sport. Ha! Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe people really call that America's pastime. Really, to me, it's football, and it's not even close it, to um, now. Yeah, now. But, hey, man, this has been Play by Play, episode two. Um, You can definitely check us out. You can follow me on the gram, um, underscore Vince, V-I-N-C-E-I-I. You can follow me on Twitter at LilV underscore 2X. You know what I'm saying? Follow the and follow the um the play by play podcast page too. Yep. Uh follow the play by play podcast page on Twitter. It's uh play x play pod P O D. Follow my social medias. I'm MJ Fadeaway on both Twitter and Instagram. MJ Fadeaway like the jump shot with two Y's on Instagram and three Y's on Twitter. Just support, retweet, follow. We'll be tweeting new stuff. We'll have extra content out. You know, hopefully one day, maybe if this gets big enough, we could do some uh, user submitted questions. We could even do a video potentially one day, but we never know. We just want to help and grow the community. Right, right, right. And we appreciate you all. And remember, 
you know, stand up for what you believe in. If you feel something's unright, stand on it. You know what I'm saying? Don't let anyone suppress how you feel or what you think about them. Yep. Couldn't say that any better. Right. So y'all have a good one, man. Check us out next time. Peace. Uh, peace.